This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your mark. Get set. Bake. Bake. (laughs) We're never going to get it together. (laughs) Chocolate week. Chocolate week. You know. Chocolate week. This was one of the less disastrous chocolate weeks, I would say. You think so? I get really excited because I love chocolate, but I know this has to be the hardest, one of the hardest weeks for the bakers. So I I feel bad for my excitement because I just love chocolate. I love watching chocolate. (laughs) I could bathe in every single thing that they made, even if it was a disaster. Yes, that's true. It's like, how bad can it really be? It's still made out of chocolate. I just want to say again for like the, I mean, I guess fourth time because it's the fourth episode. I love Noel and Allison's dynamic. They're so great. It feels like they really just are having a great time. I think that's why I love Allison. Like she just seems like she's having a blast. When after I watched this episode, I wanted to joyously proclaim my love and affection for Allison in such a way where I was like, Allison, you're my bestie. I would like to just be with you all the time. You are 1000% a ray of sunshine. I just, she's amazing. I just love her so much. She makes me happy. I agree. I'm so glad they chose her. Good choices. I agree. Um, from the little opening edit, my first impression is that Nikki's going home. I'm like, oh no, she looks like, you know, she's been kind of like not doing so hot the last couple yeah, weeks. That's my, right. my, my first impression. We get a little like spoiler in the opening edit that something happens to Tasha. So like a medic gets involved. So right. we're going already in, going in hot, going in hot. I also love Tasha's jumpsuit. She's wearing like this kind of paisley moment with a jumpsuit and she's got nice some space buns. romper. She Her looks look great. is amazing. Yeah, love it. And I love Prue's whole outfit. It's very Miss Frizzle vibes. She's got the star earrings of yeah. feel some astrology symbols on her shirt bright orange star earrings bright orange glasses and she, you know she makes her jewelry you know she made those earrings yes. um and then saku says in the opening i don't know about the chocolate but i will have a meltdown <laughs> i just love her <laughs> okay so the signature for chocolate week is a luxurious chocolate torte and it must be made without the use of wheat flour they have two and a half hours they are looking for something that is very rich dense and luxurious. It shouldn't be too dense though. Um, and they should use this as a chance to show off their piping, molding, or other skills. I have a chocolate cake recipe that I make that I love where it's basically just whipped egg whites with a bunch of, I guess it's actually whole eggs, with a bunch of chocolate and then like a dusting of rye flour to kind of hold it together right at the very end. And that is my family's favorite cake. It's how, as soon as they said this, I was like, oh, these are going to be amazing. Saku is making a soccer tort. Saku, soccer tort. Uh, I don't know what this is. This must be. I think it's a saka. S-A-K-A. I don't know. I got to Google it. Subtitles for me, we're spelling it S-A-C-H-R-E. Let's Google it. Oh, S-A-C-H-E-R-T-O-R-T-E. It's yeah, all we're one. totally wrong. It's all one word. Yeah, soccer tort. It is a chocolate cake, an Austrian chocolate cake. So obviously we don't have this in the US. And obviously we didn't think to Google it before we hit record. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, oh, it's going to be a Saku tort. And they're like, oh, you're so funny. And she's going to use raspberry jam instead of apricot jam, which apparently is the traditional way of making it. Basically, it's two layers of cake with raspberry in between and then almonds on the outside. At the end, when they call time, she just starts like housing handfuls of raspberries. <laughs> 
Noel's laughing. He's like, Saku, did you just eat 40 raspberries? And she's like, yes, I did. I'm like, good for you, girl. Anything you need to do to get those nerves out of you. Totally. I'd be shoving raspberries. raspberries. I'd be shoving everything. Yeah. For her, it's a little messy, but the flavors are decent. However, it is a little bit heavy and gooey. So she does fair. Josh is grinding his own pecans. Do you say pecan or pecan? Pecan. Who says pecan? (laughs) People from the South say pecan. I think of a toucan when I think of a pecan. So I just like, I'm like, no, it's a pecan. Pecan. Josh is grinding his own pecans, and Prue says, starts to say, like, if you're grinding your own nuts, dot, 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 and she tries to be a lady about it, and for the rest of the episode, Paul will not stop making nut jokes. Yeah. Really, really loves it. And actually, Prue, at one point in the episode, is like, you guys are so dirty. Like, she finally, like... (laughs) This is getting out of It was too dirty for Prue. I was surprised not to jump ahead, but I was surprised on this episode that at one point, Prue said, you guys are so dirty, or something like that, inappropriate, whatever she says. And then she also, at one point in the episode, says that's too much alcohol. And I was like, whoa, what is happening to Prue? (laughs) She's hitting her limit of Bake Off. (laughs) getting old. So with his pecan flour, he's going to make a raspberry and chocolate tort with raspberry chantilly cream between the layers and piped chocolate leaves on the outside. For his cake, the color and shine are nice, but there is too much filling on the inside. But that being said, it's delicious. They love it. But it's just basically, he uses so much filling. They're like, that's more of a pudding than a cake. I don't know the difference between these things in British culture because sure. they're always like she she goes well, that's more of a dessert than a cake i'm like okay in the u.s dessert the- is the category right. which cake falls into and we don't really have something yeah. called a pudding right except for like an actual pudding which is like basically a yogurt that is really sweet right and so, we do not discriminate with desserts we do not. <laughs> we're like everything is a dessert mm, good pudding good <laughs> cake good beef good <laughs> Oh, no. All right. Rowan is relying on egg whites, no flour. So I'm a little worried about Rowan. He's already having a hard time at the beginning. And he's making rosy little cheeks. He gets real flushed. (laughs) He's making a flourless sponge with espresso and cocoa powder and will have coffee, Swiss meringue, buttercream filling. He nails it. This turns out it looks amazing. He has some like white chocolate little guys on the top. And this is where I realized, okay, it is not as hot in the tent this week as it has been sometimes because there have been oh, bake-offs in the past where those little white chocolate guys would never just, have stood up. They would have just melts. It's so sad. Yeah. But this time it worked out. The cake looks amazing on the inside. Amazing layers. Prue loves the, fav- the flavors. Paul says it's beautiful. The buttercream is like silk. He says, it's really amazing for being completely flourless, especially. I almost thought he was going to get a handshake. He doesn't in the end. I think he kind of thought he did too, but it looks amazing. Dan is making a Mexican tort with guanabana Mexican liqueur. I thought that was, I always thought that was pronounced guanabana, but maybe it's because I like that song. It's like, banana. Totally. That your brain just goes to that harmony. If somebody knows the, if you say guanabana or guanabana, please. Well, you know, Google could probably tell us, but we're not going to do that. I know. I'd rather have someone let me know. And I will also have hazelnuts and dark chocolate and be topped with fresh fruit and chili chocolate truffles. They are like, Dan, this is your week. You got to bring it back. You got to, you got to lock it back up. He's like, I know, I, I got I got this. At first, he puts his cake in the oven on a lopsided rack. And so it like settles at an angle. So he remakes it. And it does, it, the second one comes out fine. Paul says it looks original, but he would have liked more height. It's just one little layer. And it ends up being a little bit too chewy. The alcohol is overwhelming. He does like meh. Which is where I was so surprised yeah, when Prue was like, the alcohol is overwhelming. I'm Maybe like, she just really? didn't like the guanabana. 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 Yeah. 
It looked so Whatever. cool, though. I was like, I thought know, it looked great. I love a good spicy chop. I didn't like anything with a little bit of spice like mixed in that looked like it would have been delicious. I agree. Tosh is making a ginger tort with amaretto and ginger wine, dark chocolate and almond flour with piped praline ganache and ginger mascarpone. Mascarpone. I don't know how to say that word. Mascarpone. <laughs> ginger kisses. Paula talks about how she's been Starbaker twice. And did you notice that he did the sign for Starbaker? Yes. That was great. Starbaker. I was like, oh, good job. That was beautiful. So sweet. And he kind of was like laying on the pressure and Prue's like, hey, chill out. Like, let her just do her thing. The finish on her cake doesn't look as good as it could, Paul says. It feels like he really is judging her pretty harshly. He's like, it could have looked better. Well, you know, he's like got so much expectation on her now. You could totally tell. He's like, up your game, up your game, which is probably why, you know, she kind of had a little moment this week. (laughs) The flavor, the ginger flavor is good, but the texture is too moist. She used too much amaretto. She doesn't do great. I thought it looked good personally, but it did look a little dense, a little claggy, maybe you might say. Dana is making a chocolate tort filled with cherry compote and white chocolate buttercream with candied almonds on top. She said she's made this twice. The first time it went well, the second time it failed, and now is the third time. <laughs> so good luck, Dana. I Allison love Dana. Is like, how does it, is it good? Like, is the cherry flavor really strong? And Dana's like, doesn't say anything for a second. She's like, yeah, the cherry flavor comes in. And Allison says, why did you pause? And Dana says, I don't actually like torts, so I haven't actually tried this. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> good luck to Dana. She covers her cherries in gold leaf and it looks so satisfying. She like puts the gold leaf on top of a little cup of water and then dips the cherry in and the gold leaf surrounds it. It was very satisfying. It reminds me of like when you're little and you do that sand that you like dip it in the water. Yeah. (laughs) Squand. The height is great. The texture is good. The layers look great. The flavor is wonderful. Paul says the flavor is a little weak, not fully set. Prue's like, it would have been better if you'd set it overnight. Like, okay, Prue, let's just find a time machine. Yeah, that's where I'm like, give them a break. This is the thing where you're literally setting them up to not be perfect. We don't don't have the time for this. Judge the cake for the time they had. But she does really well. Christy is making a Black Forest-esque almond chocolate and cherry tort with cherry brandy chantilly cream and a white chocolate collar. She has a mold. It's going to have leaves around the outside and she has a mold, but she says it's never worked at home and she hopes it works in the tent, which that has never happened in the history of Bake Off. That something works for the Christy, first time in the tent. Lean in, Christy. Yeah. We have something to tell you. It's not going to work. not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> so, of course, when she goes to take them out of the mold, her little leaves, they all crack. And she goes to redo them again in the same mold because she doesn't learn. The leaves don't turn out, surprising no one. The collar even doesn't really work. Prue tries to say it still looks inviting, but the cake is too dry and crumbly and it needs more cherry. Paul says it's got no real flavor. So it's bland, just like I mean, Christy. Just Again. like Christy. That's <laughs> happened to her last week, too. Her signature was Not too enough bland. cherry. Everything's bland, just like Christy. She pretty much bombs. <laughs> Maddie is doing hazelnut and chocolate. So he has hazelnut and chocolate mousse between his layers with a chocolate mirror glaze and chocolate shards on top. This is probably my favorite, like, little artist rendering so far of the season. The chocolate shards are, are very, are. Really satisfying. When it comes to judging, his sides are not very finished. Like the glaze was a little bit too hot when he put it on top, so it didn't coat the sides as well as it could have. But 
His tempered chocolate is nice on top. The flavors are great. He does well. Nikki is doing chocolate, a chocolate almond tort on top of chocolate mousse that will sit on almond nougatine. Love that word. The, the, it will have freeze-dried raspberries on top inside like a chocolate shard cage thing. So she's kind of taking a completely different approach where it's going to be almost like a layer of biscuit, mousse, and then the cake on top. Mm-hmm. It's very ambitious. Do they you, call her brave, <laughs> which is a red flag. Very. Oh, yeah, that is a red flag. Does anyone else out there feel – I'm getting – into super like ASMR to fall asleep at night. Whenever Allison or Noel read, you know how they do the reading of what they're going to make along with the art and the like rendering of it. Uh I have a very like my brain is soothed with like ASMR vibes when they read what they're making. It's so satisfying. I just like love to hear people say like, yeah, it is really (laughs) just read a cookbook to me and I'll be happy. Sounds like a great plan. You should become a cookbook audiobook author. I'll just start my own TikTok channel reading it. Just reading cookbooks. I think that's a great plan. Just really close to the microphone. Chocolate mousse. Chocolate mousse. (laughs) Nikki says, go large or go home. And that's not quite the saying, is it? (laughs) I love Nikki so much. But it actually looks amazing. It's Prue says it's elegant, classy, and cool. It's very shiny. It holds its shape. The flavors are great. Paul says it it could have used something tart, like some fruit in there, but I think she nails it. Okay, so that's everybody. Coming out of this, I think Rowan is in the top. Then probably Dana and Nikki. Christy is definitely at the bottom. Maybe Tasha kind of coming out of this one. Mm, Yeah, probably Tasha. Or maybe, yeah, Christy. Christy. (laughs) Her? I'm watching too many dogs. Oh, (laughs) jeez. All right. So for this week's technical, the hint they give is Prue says, when working with chocolate, you need perseverance and patience. The challenge is six perfectly baked individual cheesecakes with caramelized white chocolate filling. Not to be confused with caramel white chocolate filling, which is not what this is. It's caramelized white chocolate, which I've never even heard of. It's going to sit on top of an Odie biscuit base with black currant jelly and white chocolate decoration. More white chocolate. Not setting these guys up for success. They have Odie. two hours, which is no time at all to make no. a set and baked cheesecake. I just want to say Odie biscuit base. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> when they go into like the little, you know, satellite tent where they set up the technical, Prue says there are a few hurdles to get over. The tricky thing is caramelizing the chocolate. You stick it in the microwave and stir it about every 30 seconds so it doesn't burn. Okay, sure. Why not? So everyone's like, okay, cheesecake, fine. We can do this. But halfway through, they call the time and it has gone so fast. Half the people are still trying to figure out how to caramelize their white chocolate. Right. And they're just like freaking out in front of their microwaves. Yeah. And then you have to cool it so you can decorate it. Like there's no way that everyone's going to get these set and cooled, let alone decorated. And about halfway through, Tasha has like a heat stroke moment where she kind of like sits down. I wouldn't necessarily say she collapses, but probably have that feeling where it's like, you need to sit down right now. Yeah. She kind of starts like crying and she looks a little pale. She looks pale. The, the medic comes and takes her out of the tent. It's like, you need to go sit outside. Ultimately, they end up sending her home. So she says at one point, she's like, I had a massive migraine last night. I thought I was going to be okay. So, you know, it's hot in the tent. She's feeling the pressure. All these things are kind of stacked yeah. against her. You could kind of tell she was pushing through it, too. Like, if you're looking at it, like, leading up, you could kind of tell she was kind of not her 
Tasha solved. Totally. So she ends up going home and, you know, in the past, if someone, this is, this happens from time to time, either someone doesn't come at all because they're sick or like, I remember one time somebody cut their hand so badly, like yeah. chopping nuts or something that they ended up having to go home because they couldn't yeah. get the bleeding to stop. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> so and sad. so this does happen from time to time. Typically what will happen is then they just don't send someone home that week because they're like, it's not really fair. So we'll see. Right. We'll see if that ends up coming true this week. As everyone is decorating, everything is melting. Everybody is just Everyone is melting. (laughs) Everyone is melting down. Everyone is melting down. (laughs) They start the judging. And pretty much every comment is like, this was rushed for time. No duh, Paul Hollywood. (laughs) Captain Obvious over here. (laughs) You did this to them. In last place, it's Saku. They look terrible and are overbaked. So zero out of ten for Saku. So. She, whenever she gets a criticism, I just want to give her a hug because she's just like a mom I that I just like love so much, and I feel bad whenever she gets criticized. You know, I want to be like, but I love you so much. Please don't change. We have talked about this a couple of times where there's like a certain archetype within the bake-off genre. The person who like notices they're starting to slide and just like. <laughs> Starts getting real loopy about it. <laughs> and are like, oh, yeah, la, 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 my table's on fire. <laughs> it, it happens. And you're like, okay. Saku is that person this season where she she's totally just like is. going down with style. Yeah. In seventh place is Christy. Messy, but tasted good. In sixth was Josh. It was too dark and overbaked. Then they kind of skip over everybody else. And in second place is Maddie. Just a bit of a dip in the middle. Like his cheesecakes collapse just a tiny bit in the middle. And in first is Dan. So Dan's back. His look great. Dan, Dan, Dan. The only one, which is perfect. So good job, Dan. I'm really excited to make these. I made last week's technical, the Devonshire splits last weekend. I made them with my kids, which was very fun, but also meant they turned out a little informal, as Prue might say. The one thing that was harder than I expected it to be, and this might have been had something to do with the consistency of my dough, is that when it came time to separate separate out the dough and roll it into balls, it was a lot harder to get it into like a nice round smooth sphere than I thought it was going to be. And something that we deal with in Colorado, especially around bread rising, is the air here is so dry that it just sucks moisture out of the dough. And I even use, I have this proving box that Brandon got me for my birthday a couple years ago where it's literally just like this collapsible plastic box that has a heating element on the bottom. And so you, and you put like a little tray of water in it and then you turn it on and it creates this little warm, humid box for you to prove your dough in. And I even put it in there and it's, but it still got a little dried out. So I think that was why is that it, that it had a hard time getting it into the perfect little spheres because it was like not quite sticky enough to actually still roll in, but they still tasted good. It basically ended up tasting like a handheld strawberry shortcake, except that instead of the shortcake being crumbly, it was like this texture of a dinner roll. So it was really Ugh. good. I don't know that I would Hand necessarily held. make it again just because the biscuit, like the thing was yeah. a little bit of a faff. I also did not make my own jam because that definitely was a faff. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need to do mm-hmm. this and buy it. Kind of like jam. Saku where she was like, I don't make jam. I buy it from the store. <laughs> exactly. I just handled my inner Saku. I was like, I'm good. But the it was it was really fun. The like piping in the the whipped cream was fun. Putting the little strawberries on top was fun. And it they were tasty. So I thought that was little a, very buns. Fun, a very fun technical. And I'm really excited to make the cheesecake one because I love cheesecake. And I've actually been like craving cheesecake a lot lately. So... I don't think I've, I maybe have made cheesecake once or twice before in my life, but it wasn't memorable. So apparently it didn't turn out great. And the little mini ones will be fun. I don't know. I'm going to have to get a mold though, I guess. We'll figure that out. 
here comes the showstopper. Before announcing the showstopper, they do the little like interview with the judges. And Paul is like, you know what? Depending on the showstopper, we still might send someone home because Christy and Saku are really struggling. And I think he's like, listen, if they are trash in the showstopper, then there's no way like they both did worse than Tasha in right. the signature. Right. And so if they also are bad at the technical and also bad in the showstopper, then like we can probably assume that they would have had a lower total score anyway than Tasha. The showstopper needs to be a spectacular edible chocolate box with filled molded chocolates and an exquisite perfectly baked chocolate cake. They have four hours. They want to see their chocolate skills. The box is more about precision. The cake is more about flavor. And when it comes to the box, tempering is key. When it comes to the cake, it's all about the flavor combinations. So basically, this is like a chocolate shell filled with a cake. I mean, you don't bake the cake in the chocolate shell because it would melt, but you bake the cake and then you like sort of set it in your chocolate box. People kind of struggle with this. Maddie and Saku have to restart their cakes. Nikki and Rowan have to change their plans completely and do less because their like chocolate is taking too long. There are two camps here. Camp number one are people who brought molds and are filling them with chocolate, like kind of coating them with chocolate, letting them set, and then taking them out of the mold. And camp number two are people who are basically making thin sheets of tempered chocolate and are then like cutting them out into a shape and welding them together. Josh is making a chemistry chocolate box. So he's doing technique number two, where he's like welding the sides of a box together, basically. It's going to have periodic table elements all around the outside and with like chemistry shaped cutouts. The chocolate sponge cake will be layered with caramel buttercream and roasted hazelnuts with salted caramel truffles on top. When he's describing his bake, he starts talking about all the different like chemical equations he's going to put around the box and he starts getting excited and they're like, (laughs) okay, nerd. (laughs) But I love it. Prue goes, stop. She's like, you <laughs> lost She's had me. enough in this episode. She's had enough booze. She's had enough of the dirty jokes. She's had enough of the elements. She's now like, someone's trying to do chemistry. But I loved it because I was like, oh, this is Josh's personality finally. It's, it's so like, great. It's just a yeah, let his nerd. freak flag fly. Totally. Just it let it go. Really mm-hmm. His turns out messy because he had to start his box over completely. The cake flavor isn't great. The hazelnut is too strong, but the truffles are good. So... He does not do great, um, which is too bad because the concept I thought was going to be cute. Rowan is making a wood grain paint box with colorful truffles inside that are supposed to look like little paints sitting on top of his cake. We come to find, though, that he hasn't practiced this at all because he just finished university mere moments ago before this episode was started. He has never even tried this whole thing. So I'm I'm worried for Rowan. And it looks horrible. The box does not stay together. Oh, it's so sad. It looks truly like hilariously bad. It's just like leaning in on itself. He's not, he didn't have time to like really assemble it. Prue says, it's not the neatest work you've ever done, which is, Prue is really the queen of passive aggressive little compliments. (laughs) Backhanded compliments. Total backhand. The flavor is great, but it's a mess. Dan is making an edible treasure chest filled with the flavors of the Caribbean. His cake will be a white chocolate sponge with coconut rum filling and rum soaked raisins and pineapple. And then his, sorry, rum-soaked raisins. And then his truffles will have pineapple, mango, and passion fruit. I can't say that I love these flavors, but Dan loves a theme, which we like about Dan. I love Dan. He really keeps it all together while everyone else is rushing. I know. I feel like he's got it. Just everything's very contained in his world. And I appreciate it. It like soothes me. Yeah, he's While everyone else is just a mess. And like Allison even comes around and she's like, you guys are just making messes over here. And there's just 
chaos. And then Dan's just like, to the point where he actually even goes over and ends up helping Saku at the end. Which I always appreciate those people. I always appreciate there's always that one person who's like, I've got everything together. How can I help you? I mean, let me waltz over to your bench with my cup of tea and see how you're doing. (laughs) Just like casual. Just let's have a spot of tea while we're having like a (laughs) breakdown. It looks great. The flavors are wonderful. But Paul says, is it enough baking? Like his cake was just very small. But I'm like, mm. it's chocolate week, Paul. You asked for ch- a chocolate right. box and chocolate truffles. Yeah. And then Captain Obvious this- again. Yeah. Like- yeah. <laughs> so he thought that there wasn't quite enough cake in there, but oh well. It has a lovely shine. The truffles are good. I think he did great. Whatever Paul says. Dana is doing a white chocolate princess carriage. The drawing looks amazing. But I can already tell it's going to be tenuous because it's like a globe, which we see people do. Anytime there's a globe yes. involved, we have to like seal the sides oy. together. That's a lot. It's going to be scary. And not only that, I feel like everyone has to like midway through adapt and change plans and change, change course because they're like, oh, no, I have greatly overextended myself. So inside the globe carriage will be a chocolate sponge with salted peanut caramel and peanut butter cream cheese mousse she will have cookie dough and irish cream truffles and also one of her truffles is going to have like pop rock candy in it and then she's has little chocolate horses that she has made in her own molds and she's like i can never get these out with the legs it is what it is like all right you know what dana own it it's impressive i think it ends up turning out amazing they say it's not shiny enough but i say it looks great so you're a winner in my heart, Dana. The cake is delicious. Some of the elements aren't quite browned enough and they don't love her truffles. They think the truffles are too sweet, but I think overall it turned out well. Christy, hers is a literal box of like a heart-shaped box of chocolates because of course it is. Her truffles will have hazelnut praline and chocolate ganache and her cake is chocolate espresso with marscapone filling. It actually turns out amazing. She gets it out of the mold perfectly, but the bake is dry and too solid. However, the truffles are good. So she really needed to save herself here. I don't think it's not like, oh, that's it. Christy's going home. But it also isn't necessarily like, oh, yeah, she totally saved herself because the bake wasn't very good. Right. I bet you. But it did look really good. I bet you Christy has pillows or sayings hung up at her house, like pillows with sayings on them. She's a live, laugh, love girly. She's a live, laugh, love. Mm -hmm. Maybe some bows in her bathroom. Like, I don't know. I just picture her having like doilies, maybe. Mm, Yes, I agree. Or like a (laughs) seashell themed bathroom. (laughs) Saku, please don't change, Christy. (laughs) Never change. Saku is doing a little cricket themed cylinder box. So it will have a white chocolate pistachio sponge with cream cheese icing, and her truffles will have pistachio, raspberry, and coffee. The box looks good. It's not shiny. The cake flavor is great, but it's a little dry. Her truffles don't look great, but they taste good. So again, she really needed to save herself. It was kind of make or break. And she kind of neither made nor broke. Very kind of just middle of the road. Yeah, very like a little bit of everything. So it fills up in there still. Maddie doesn't necessarily have a theme. He's doing camp two of like the welded boxes. His box just has like some shape cutouts. His cake will have an espresso have espresso powder and a chocolate mirror glaze and his truffles will have pistachio paste and lemon i don't know about lemon and chocolate that's not a flavor that i'm familiar with i don't I'll, think it sounds i'll take very good. lemon in anything really yeah okay. I'll, t- okay. <laughs> I'll take lemon and chocolate i'll take lemon just give me that zing anything in chocolate i really can't go wrong okay joy <laughs> The box <laughs> the box isn't shiny enough, but the cake textures are spot on and the raspberries are delicious. They love the truffle. He does really great. Good job, Maddie. Nikki is doing also doing a cutout looking box. 
Her truffles will have salted caramel and her cake is chai and orange liqueur with chocolate ganache and hazelnut meringue. Her box turns out amazing. Nikki, I mean, I eat my words from my first reaction in this episode where I thought that she was going to go home because she really pulled it out this week big time. Totally. I agree. Pulled out the stuff. She surprised, she surprised me big time. She, they finally got a shiny one. Everyone else struggled with shine. Nikki's is yeah, super shiny. They were like, she only has three truffles that made it out of the mold, but they are tasty. The cake is rich, but they like it. So she actually does great. Good job, Nikki. Is she the one where she throws one to Allison and Allison just pops it right in her mouth? Yes, that was amazing. Like, it was really good. That was such a great party trick. <laughs> I'm thinking coming out of this one that they're not going to end up sending anyone home, even though Paul is kind of saying like it could still be He's giving home. a cliffhanger because he has yeah, to because it's television. But you know. But I I feel like I understood what he meant going into the showstopper that like, hey, if Saku or Christy really right. bomb this, then we might send them home because they did worse than Tasha in the signature anyway. But I feel like they didn't. Nobody was like, I can't believe you would serve this to the judges sort of moment. And I think that's what you would have to have to send someone home on a week where not everybody's there. I think Dan's going to get Starbaker, but Paul says Nikki or Maddie, which I'm surprised by. So I guess... We'll see. And they go to announce it. And it is, in fact, Maddie, which I was like a little a little dark horse. Oh, so great. He was so excited. I'm kind of surprised. But Prue says he's been getting better and better, which is yes. true. Which is true. And that's what they want to see. They want totally. to see someone who's like improving, stepping up their game, taking the advice they give them. Yes. Go Maddie. And they do not send anybody home this week. But they say two people will go home two, next week. Two people. And... Next week is Pastry Week, which is my favorite week. Yay. And also, I also love Pastry Week, but I love Pastry Week, and it's a tough one. So two people are going to go home next week. Dun, dun, dun. Who could it be? And at the end, Maddie calls his mom, and she's like, oh my gosh, you got Star Baker? We all thought you were going home. And he's like, we? (laughs) (laughs) Gee, thanks, family. Thanks, family. But that was Thanks for the support. That was the first like speakerphone call home that they've had about Starbaker. They used to, and I love it when they do that. It's so I funny. do too, because they get so excited and they like yes. cry. And yeah, but Maddie's family's like, oh, that's a surprise. We thought you were coming back. Hey, we wow. had your seat warmed up for you here <laughs> at the table. Oh, good job, Maddie. Way to good surpass job, your Maddie. mom's expectations. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for joining us. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can go to our website, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Thanks for being here. Until next week. On your marks. Get set. Bake. Bake. Wow. You're so melodic this week. Why did we sing that? That was weird. I don't know. Just because Allison brings that out in us. I know. I know. When she says B to the A to the K to the E. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get it together. <laughs> <laughs>